0: Hello, hello, welcome back to the Mama with a Calling podcast. This is Alexia. I am so excited to bring you an interview today with Martha Bragenberg from IWorkForHim.com and her story is going to be so good. It's full of wisdom and insight for what it looks like to follow God on your journey as you're changing careers. And there's fear, all the things and um, deciding between like a ministry or a business, all of that stuff. Like I'm just really excited to share this interview with you. So just a little bit about Martha. She was born into an entrepreneurial family and she's been involved in small business her entire life. She was gifted with an attention to detail and a sweet, sensitive spirit, which you'll hear. Martha is a servant leader with a deep faith in Jesus. She has worked alongside Jim, her husband, for their 35 plus years of marriage, complimenting him by bringing in almost a decade of retail management experience and an outstanding record of over-the-top customer service and project management. Together, Jim and Martha are passionate about living out faith at work, building strong marriages, and regularly offer marriage retreats. They have three grown children and six grandchildren. What I love about Martha's story that you're going to hear today is how her and her husband Jim really just set out to follow what God was asking them to do and how they navigated if it was like what it looked like in life right so when they were young you'll hear from her story she was her and Jim both felt called to ministry of some sort, but they didn't know what that looked like because they were really interested in business and they're really good at business. And so this, I think, is just going to resonate with so many of you. Um, you know, feeling like you're on one path, but you're not quite doing what God wants you to do, but you don't really know what it looks like to pivot or to change and, um, how to make that happen and what that looks like. There are some really cool stories that are in this interview about how God just really provided for them and showed up in ways that they just had no anticipation that was going to happen. One of the things that is really exciting about what what Martha and her husband have been doing at iWork for Him, if you haven't heard of that, it is a podcast and it's actually part of a, they have created a network of podcasts called the Awaken Podcast Network, which yours truly has been, is on there. Um, and a number of other really great Christian podcasts all about business and different things. That's a really great way to find other entrepreneurial podcasts um, with a Christian perspective. But basically they, and you'll hear some of her story in the interview. But basically I work for him is showing people how to use whatever their career is as a ministry, and how to live out their faith, no matter where God has put them, if it's as a bank teller, if it's as an entrepreneur, if it's, you know, working in as a teacher, like whatever it is, they really shed light onto that. And it's an interesting connection um, you might think like, why would that be on the podcast? Well, one, Martha's story of transitioning, you know, leaving her career and taking this leap of faith to do this ministry, that was huge. And it was actually interesting because basically she was watching a series online of the church of my church about finding your calling and about doing what God wants you to do. And I saw her comment that she did that and I was like, oh my goodness, I need to talk to them that they actually left their career. And the second reason I'm having her on is because I realized that some of you that are listening to my podcast might be feeling that God is calling you to do something different with your life. But it might not actually be to quit your job. Or it might just look different than what you're thinking, right? Or that you want to do something more for God. And maybe you're thinking like, is it having an online business? That's not the only way. And I really wanted to expose you to what Martha and Jim are doing and the work they're doing to see if that makes more sense for you to maybe stay in your job. I'm not sure. And maybe live that out and see how that feels. So, you know, one of the things I want to make sure of on this podcast is to not assume that everyone is called to entrepreneurship. That's not, that's just not true, right? We still need people to be doctors and lawyers and teachers and other things. So getting really clear on where you're called and what that really looks like and what the options could be is really important. So I hope you enjoy this interview today and let's go ahead and get into it. If you're feeling God call you to pivot life as you know it by leaving your career plans to start an online business and you're terrified of how you'd ever actually pull that off, then you're a mama with a calling and this is the podcast for you. Here's where we'll talk about everything from choosing the right business and running it as a mom to biblical inspiration and motivation to conquer your fears because even though it's causing you some anxiety, you're also excited because you know God's calling you to it, and that means you're headed to a life with more joy, fulfillment, and purpose like you've always wanted. Hi, I'm Alexia Carrillo, fellow Mama with the Calling, and I'm passionate about helping other moms like you step into their calling and not stay stuck in their career for fear of going against the grain. I believe it's okay to pivot and follow God's calling on your life without the guilt or shame for not doing what the world says you should do. This is the Mama with the Calling podcast, where we'll figure out how you can actually make this wild calling on your life become a reality. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. So I'm really excited to be talking with you today. So I just want to welcome you to the Mama with the Calling podcast. And um, one of the first things I would love to start with is... You know, here we focus on pursuing what God is calling you to do, and I'd love to hear your story of how you started to do that and how it led you to where you are now and all the, any twists and turns in there um, that led you to where you are.
1: So, you know, it's crazy because um, my husband and I are both entrepreneurs, and so from the very beginning of our marriage, we had businesses together, but as teenagers, we had committed our lives to full-time ministry like at a youth rally and said lord you know we want to be in full time ministry so we we struggled for about 20 years of like we really love what we're doing in business but we feel like we're not doing what god told us to do because we're not in ministry and um we really had to ask ourselves like you know, we're applying biblical principles into our entrepreneurship. So we had a chain of insurance agencies. We had a car dealership. We actually had like consulting businesses where we would do it. I mean, we, we did all kinds of things, you know, we were just those, those types, that type of couple. And we loved working together. Um, but we really struggled with like, what are we not are we not really doing what God wants us to do because we weren't having anybody help us connect those dots Mm -hmm. you know that that what we were driven and what we loved and what our passion was actually mattered to God and so we we you know off and on we'd be like well should we go to seminary should we you know is there something we're supposed to be doing differently so we Mm -hmm. would work super hard and then at night and on the weekends, you know, do ministry, you know, we were working with teens and working with marriages mm-hmm. and doing these things. And, and then, um, we started to understand that no, God actually cares about the work that we're doing, like the, the accounting, the, um, you know, helping people to ensure their homes and take care of them when they have a loss. And and minister to those people as they're hurting along the way Mm. and be the hands and feet of Jesus. So, so we had all of these different things that we've done, you know, because of just how business goes, right. You, you grow it, you, you obtain other branches or you buy other businesses. And, um, but yet we were, you know, learning that, wow, God actually cares about these details. And, um, because he, he actually helped Adam, right? When he told Adam to name the animals, God actually brought the animals to Adam Mm -hmm. and worked with him. Mm -hmm. And he cared enough to say, Hey, I want you to name the animals. Like that was a job, you know, that Mm -hmm. would. And um, so, so, so fast forward. And um, we started having conversations about with people that, you know, hey, God actually like cares about our work. We've read books and we're, we're our eyes are being opened to reading the Bible differently through the lens of what am I doing every day and how that applies beyond just having integrity and being honest and, mm-hmm. you know, but actually being the hands and feet of Jesus in everything that we do. So um, I, at the time was running a Christian bookstore It was the only time in our marriage that we weren't working together on a day-to-day basis, my husband and I, and, um, we were approached. Jim was speaking somewhere about like five ways to incorporate Christ in your workplace. And a woman came up to us who owned a radio station and said, Jim, what you're talking about, that needs to be on the radio. And we're like, he came to me and told me all this. And we're like, that's crazy. But We'd been praying, like, how can we help more people to understand what we're starting to understand? Because we're we're teachers by nature. Like if we learn something, we want everybody else to learn it. And um so I I guess along that journey, we we were like, okay, this is this is God because we didn't open that door. We didn't say, hey, I want to be on radio. So um we prayed about it and we had been talking about how not only can we um, help thousands of people not just you know five people um Mm -hmm. understand about their workplace but also um how can we just be able to have that platform and help lots of people so anyway we decided okay lord this maybe is the door that you've been opening because we had asked him to give us something that we could not get credit for Mm -hmm. because in as an entrepreneur a lot of times you know people will say well, you you're gifted at that. And so this came very naturally to you. And, and we said, no, we want something that God gets the credit for. Mm-hmm. Well, we had never been trained to be on radio. So right. it was like, okay, that's all God. Yet, When you, we look back at our life, he had us in drama. He had us in theater. He had us teaching Sunday school. He had us doing all these things that pr- really did prepare us for it. Just mm-hmm. not in the way the world looks at it. So in that journey, of getting on the radio, which started one night a week as kind of a hobby, you know, like we're going to do this on the side to five, one hour shows a week of live radio and saying, we can't, oh my goodness, this is a lot of work. So, and how do you fund it? Cause it's not cheap to be on the radio. So we bought a business, like, this is it, you know, this will fund, this will help God with his, his work. So our entrepreneurial spirit, we, we bought into this business. I left the Christian retail world, which was one part of the story. And, you know, I think that kind of connected our, our dots a little bit in the sense that I don't think I'd ever left that if I didn't see, that this was something my husband and I could do together and, Mm -hmm. you know, be in this business together and doing the radio together. And then God said, quit trying to help me. You know, we were about nine months into this new business and he's like, you guys don't have the bandwidth. We were struggling, you know, we were suffering because you couldn't do anything. Well, you Mm -hmm. felt like we were doing all these different things. And the radio was taking a lot of time and growing a business takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And yet we were never, um, uh, driven, you know, we don't want to be those people that felt like, okay, I got to leave business and do ministry. Right. Mm -hmm. So the, the radio show though, it really is like a business. I mean, it's a nonprofit. God told us get, this is not for you. This is different than entrepreneurship because we had, we basically gave it to God and said, okay, you're going to lead us through this journey so we uh left that business saying okay lord if you're telling us that we need to stop helping you (laughs) we need to stop thinking we can help you and that you're going to guide this path then ultimately um we went full time with the the i work for him which is the the umbrella of everything that we do now talking about connecting our faith and our work so we're still very entrepreneurial in spirit and you know god just drives us every day to say what do we need to do today to help share the message with more people that our faith and our work are connected that it's not just for sunday and then on monday Mm -hmm. we go about life in a different way so um so i don't know how much of that of your of your question on our journey that i answered but um, it's been, it's not one Ben, one, oh, this straight little path that we've mm-hmm. gone on. God's used our skills and specifically driven um, my life to to say, I want it, I want you to work for me, and I've equipped you with lots of different skills and you can use those
0: mm-hmm. for
1: the kingdom while, you're balancing the checkbook and while you're paying the receivables or, or taking in the receivables and paying the payables mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever it might be that you're doing, God is in the midst of all of that. So it's been quite a journey.
0: Yeah. And I, I love this story because well, one that you, I mean, just seeing it on this side of it is always rewarding because you can see looking back, of course, how God was moving, like you said, what he was preparing you for in the midst of it, you didn't understand or didn't even know, and I I really like how you said that um, like the radio thing kind of opened up and it's like, that wasn't part of what you thought made sense, what you all thought made sense and then you prayed about it. And so there's so many different things here that I think are applicable to the, to the women that listen to this podcast. And so I guess let's start there. Um, thinking about when you felt like it was radio And you went that way, even though it didn't align with what you were thinking. Was there fear? Was there like no way? Because, you know, in the Bible, God's kind of notorious for making asking people to do things that make no sense to the person at the time. So how did you process through that besides just praying and being like, okay, we're going to do it? Or was that really what you did?
1: No. Oh, no. (laughs) There was definitely more of a process than that. And sometimes it's, you know, a hit over the head, almost like, hello, you know, God's directing this way. And do we not see it? So for us, um, as and I say us a lot, because I mean, this is a journey, my husband and I have been Mm -hmm. on together. And I'm very, very blessed by that. Because one of the things that I think in our situation is that when I'm doubting, he's my encourager, Mm -hmm. right? And when he's doubting or saying, I don't know what we're, why are we doing this? I can be his encourager and go, remember what God's been teaching us. Right. So that's been a blessing along the way, but, um, because we were asking God and saying, you know, how can you help us? How, how can more people hear what we're learning and how can we be, um, expand that message, um, we were kind of, we were looking and saying, what is it the Lord, you know, but when we were approached and said, Hey, you know, you should talk about this on the radio. We did just think it was a hobby, you know, almost, I mean, that's kind of how we approached it. And it was like, okay, one night a week, we can do this. And, and Jim was going to be the voice. And I was just behind the scenes. I was going to do social media. I was going to, you know, make sure that the stuff is organized. And after, A while I would join him one day a week as we added more days a week, and um, so in that journey, it was constant prayer going, you know, what are we supposed to be doing? But when we got to the point, and I think this will answer your question when we got to the point where we couldn't do anything well, like we were doing radio five days a week, we're trying to grow a business, Mm -hmm. we're trying to serve our clients, we kind of got to not a breaking point but a like we can't do this Mm -hmm. like we physically can't do what we think we're supposed to be doing all of this and we just had to make that decision and go to our business partner and and it then it was kind of a god thing because we we were ready to surrender Mm -hmm. and then the the business partner said you don't want to be here anymore do you You, and, and we're thinking, how do you unwind and how do you, how do you undo everything we've spent the last year doing? And, um, we were given like a 12 day deadline. We're like, okay, let's cut it off by this way. Guess what that day was going to be? my 50th birthday oh,
0: that's
1: perfect. <laughs> so it was like okay this is this is the start of something new right so it was really hard and it was all these things you know in the world's terms you're like how can you possibly you know change corporate documents and undo you know all the business stuff in such a short amount of time but god made it happen mm-hmm. god just opened up and, and made it very clear that it was time to take that next step so it was a leap. It was also um, you know, God ordained that mm-hmm. almost we didn't even even have to say it. Like mm-hmm. our partner was like, this is what you need to do. You know, she could see that as hard as it was. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was very clear that if we didn't do that, we were gonna be disobedient. Mm-hmm. And that's when we were like, okay, makes no sense. And we'd talk to people and they're like, but you just had this open house, you just, you know, all these things. And it's like, God's teaching us, you know, in the midst of it. And and whether that's humbling or whether it's it's just giving him allowing him to give us mm-hmm. that direction in our life, that's what it is. So by nine o'clock on my 50th birthday, we were all un, un, unconnected yeah. to that business and had had moved out. And went and had a plate of sushi to,
0: (laughs) at that point, were you, was the, how was, did you have a way for income to be coming in? Was the radio show making money? Um, Because I think this, this is reminiscent of a lot of the women. So my audience is kind of split. There are actually a lot of women who are older, who are fifties, like their kids, empty nesters. And they're sort of going, I've been a nurse my whole life. And I want to do something else. And a lot of those women actually are more interested in more of a ministry style um, business. and um, But then there's also a lot of people who are younger who are still in their career. And the thought, like you said, you have this business, it feels there's all of these emotions like this is crazy. I've I've only been doing this a year. There's another person involved. What are they going to think? So how did you work through? I mean, I know you're you're saying that it was like God leading you, but there had to be some thoughts there about overcoming like caring what other people think about you and like you said just being obedient I think a lot of the women I talk about this all the time because I think they are basically being disobedient because they're feeling so strongly that they want to leave their jobs to be home with their kids and start an online business and they're not and and hearing that that's actually disobedience versus just like stalling they're just stalling because it doesn't feel safe so can you speak to that?
1: I can. So a couple of things um, early on in what you just said, you were talking about the financial side of it. And what's amazing, again, God had been preparing some steps. So 20 years, uh, yeah, almost 20 some years ago, we got exposed to Crown Financial Ministries. And um, we thought, oh, we, we know what the Bible says about money. We know what it says about debt. We're in business. So of course we have business debt. You know, mm-hmm. you justify all the things by the world standards. But God very specifically told us, we decided, okay, we're going to take this class and, and learn about biblical principles of finance. He told us in that, in that class, get out of debt. Mm-hmm. Because someday when I ask you to do something I don't want your debt, your, your, you know, indebtedness to the world Mm -hmm. to keep you from doing what I've asked you to do. Mm -hmm. Like, how horrible is it that we say, I can't do that because I bought this car and I owe too much money on it. So I can't follow that dream, Mm -hmm. you know? And so God, God did that way before we ever knew about what he was going to be calling us to do next. And so when the time came, um, we were debt-free. Mm -hmm. We had nothing holding us back financially. Now we still need to eat and we still need to insure our home and things like that. So there needed to be income, but, um, but it it was just amazing to see Mm -hmm. God's hand in that. Um, so that was a, that was a huge aha for us that, you know, God was preparing us along the way. Um, as far as, I don't know, where do you, where do you want me to go with the the rest of that question? Cause that was yeah, so I kind long. of said a lot,
0: I guess <laughs> to, um, yeah, I guess being older and feeling like you, it's like a lot of women are probably thinking it feels crazy to leave a career they've been working on mm-hmm. and maybe they had a the vision, like, am I too old? Basically, should I be doing this right now and how you work through that?
1: Yeah. So it's funny because when I look back on it, when my parents were my age, they actually became missionaries. Mm -hmm. Like for a year, they were short-term missionaries, South America, sold their businesses to eventually use their career in that. Like my dad's a photographer. So he was Mm -hmm. going to photograph missions. And so it was still his profession, but I guess I had that modeled. Mm -hmm. In a sense, you know, so I had that little bit of a, of of an advantage there, um, because I saw it where people were, you know, and and they, they did it so gracefully, Mm -hmm. but I think that, um, it is very important to make sure that you have wise counsel around you and that you're not looking at the world standards. So Romans 12, two is a driving force in, I work for him and now she works for him, which is the, the branding that I'm kind of co-hosting. And and it's, you know, because it says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Mm -hmm. You know, we are so easily, um, we easily conform to it. We see Mm -hmm. things and we think that that's the norm and we have to use the scripture as our guide and not what social media says. Mm -hmm. And so, in everything, um, I ask myself that, you know, is this, am I conforming to the world or am I doing what God wants me to do? So I think that that is, you know, would be a really good thing for everybody listening mm-hmm. to say, you know, when I'm struggling, when I'm saying, is this what I should be doing or, um, and to not have the fear of the world. Cause I think we fear well, like, well, what is people on social media going to think if I, if I post that I've changed my job from this to that, you know, or, or whatever it might be, but to, to use the scripture and to say, you know, I don't want to conform to the world. I want to be transformed mm-hmm. by the renewing of my mind, mm-hmm. you know, so that I know what God's good and perfect will is for me. And so, um, and boy, I need to repeat that often. That's not like yes. a lesson you learn once, right? Cause right. it easily creeps back in. We mm-hmm. easily can be, um, you know, we adopt something as, even within within the church, right? So we can be um with our friends that know we know love the Lord and love what their um what their calling is in life, but it, it's not your calling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's knowing that what God has God has created you and gifted you with certain gifts, talents, and abilities, mm-hmm. not to put on a shelf, but mm-hmm. to use in an amazing way.
0: Yeah. And, and I think I love that answer. And I also think that a lot of the women, like I have a PhD in cancer biology. So I come from this very scientific, very academic, logical background. And I think a lot of the women that listen do as well. And maybe it's just an American thing too, where it's, it's almost, and then you guys talk about this, right. Where it's like, you separate almost like your faith from your career Mm -hmm. and, and And I, we don't think about career could be to have an online business. That's still a career. It's just a different model. Um, But I think sometimes we almost feel like we're over spiritualizing it when we say, you know, I'm doing what God's called me to do, or because the world will come at you and say, you know, but what about this, this and this? And in that moment, yeah, I guess it's just having that faith and knowing God's truths which is a lot of what I focus on here on the podcast is just kind of sharing what the Bible says about how to renew your mind, how to change the way we think, because the way we've been taught to think, what we've been taught to focus on, the way we make decisions is logical. And God sometimes is illogical. Like he's asking you to step out in faith to do something and it might not make sense. And just, so when you've had those moments along the way where um, you feel like, like how, I guess I just want to get at, um, maybe it's just because of time, like that you were just older and wiser kind of a thing where you just kind of knew, but I just think in those moments, um, over the, over the years, you guys had been in church, right? You've been, you've been studying your Bible and understanding all of that. So it prepared you because I think without that, it's hard to step out in faith and do anything that God's asking you to do. If you don't know what God says, studying his word. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I, and I do, there is a um, one of the things that I love to cling to is the fact that each and every one of us, you know, as women, we experience the world differently. We experience our family differently, but we experience God differently. Like mm-hmm. he, he doesn't have, you know, just a formula. Mm -hmm. he he shows himself in different ways to each and every one of us Mm -hmm. and there are days I struggle big time like am I what what am I doing you know I just this is crazy and um and I have to go to scripture I have to be reminded of what his word is what his truth is and then um ask him to 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 speak to me directly because I'm, I'm just human and I'm, I'm struggling with whatever it might be that day and asking him to give me guidance. So I think that, um, it's not always like we get this big hallelujah chorus. In fact, probably hardly ever, if at all, um, is that the way God shows us direction and and encourages us, but it could be a simple verse that he gives us when we get in, when we open up the scripture and actually Mm -hmm. read what it has to say. And asking him to direct this. So um, even though God has given me a lot of different opportunities over the years, all along the way, I've just said, how are you going to use me in this? How are you, what is my role? And it's so much more. I think this is the thing that's really the passion for me. Is it so much more than just whatever that skill is that I'm using in my job? It's what I'm doing How am I being the hands and feet of Jesus? So when I am, uh, you know, say when with our car dealership and when I am doing the paperwork, you know, when I go to the department of, you know, motor vehicles and I transfer a title, how am I treating those people that I interact with, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'm, am I preaching the gospel? Not in the way that you and I might think, but I'm being the gospel, right? Mm -hmm. How, how do I talk to those people? How do I love on them? Because they have, you know, a lot of crabby people that they have to deal with during the day. And can I be that little bit of light in their day? And so, so, you know, in that sense, it's not over spiritualizing our work in, in it being this, um, you know, formula of sharing the gospel with everybody, but being the gospel. Yeah, and, and that's really important to me because I think whether you are, um, selling goods online, whether you are being a virtual assistant, whatever you're doing, do, what does that mean to do it under God? Like, mm-hmm. what does that really mean? And how can you be that even when you're having a bad day, like somebody's having a harder day than you <laughs> and how yeah. can you love on them? Cause in, in work, I see them as our neighbor. Like when you're reading scripture and you see, you know, how we're supposed to be to our neighbor, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: who's our neighbor. It's the person on the zoom call right now. Mm -hmm. It's the person who's, who is, um, you know, buying something from you or somebody that is maybe returning something to you, you know, that didn't go well or whatever it might be, but they're, they're your neighbor because that's who you're interacting with today.
0: Yes. And I think that was a point that I wrote down that I wanted to say too, is, there's a lot of times where women are their idea that they think they want to do. They don't feel like it's worthy of uh, pursuing as a business. Maybe they're a scientist or a lawyer or a doctor. And the idea the thing that they're feeling kind of called to do is to teach women how to cook or to teach decluttering online or something like that. And I love what you said there is that like, whatever you're being called to do, it still matters. And it doesn't mean that you have to have a full-blown like ministry where everything you, you have a scripture behind it or anything like that. It could be that you're still honoring God and still serving in your, in your business. But like you said, every interaction, everything you're doing is through our actions. We are showing that we are different, that we are followers of Christ. So I think that'll be really important and impactful for a lot of women who are listening, that it doesn't have to be Something with a stamp of approval from society, either that it can be like you talked about, ministry can look different. We we think about pastors or a missionary, but it's all we all have a ministry of some sort that God's put us in. Yep. Yep. So um, I wanted to ask you um, if, okay, let's see what this. So, some other questions. So, have you ever thought along the way that you are following God, but then you missed? Like it was wrong. It was the wrong choice. Like you went off that way. And then you're like, you know, looking back or at the moment, it was just kind of like, no, what were the warning signs for you? And because I think a lot of times the, we think, and I know this happens, people get stuck in decision because they're afraid of making the wrong choice and thinking they can mess up God's plan.
1: Wow that's, that's a lot. So yes. So that business that I referred to, that we um, joined into and we're trying to grow, we had very specifically um, because this was a, this was a direction that um, was kind of new for us. We had very specifically decided to fast and pray before signing the papers for that business. And there were a couple of warning signs during that time Mm -hmm. that we honestly ignored and um looking back that's what we can learn from right mm-hmm. it's not it, it's like okay lord um this is really hard and we see that maybe we shouldn't have done this no that we shouldn't have done it but god used it mm-hmm. to teach us a bit to um to pay attention to those things you know just mm-hmm. if you're gonna so um you know i don't know how many people have actually fasted over making a decision um it can be really hard but you know it's happening right you decide like this is the time frame or whatever that might be and um there were a couple things that we should have paid better attention to and and in hindsight you know it's really easy to want to beat yourself up and say okay i i didn't do it the way god wanted but mm-hmm. He redeemed that because I think when I look back at it, it's like it was all progression. I had to let go of a ten-year career in Christian retail. I had to then let go of this business opportunity and say, "God, we are all in. I am all in. I will do this." This is, you know, the not was not on my bucket list of things. You know where where we are yet. I see God's hand in um, in incredible ways every day that he's using what we're doing today. And, and I wouldn't have that pleasure and that joy if I hadn't even stumbled, you know, because Mm -hmm. I think it, it makes it that much more valuable. So it's kind of like, even with our kids, you know, you let them, you know, I hated to see little babies falling when they were learning to walk, but that's what you need to have happen, right? They have Mm -hmm. to learn. How to hold on to the coffee table and how to navigate those little feet. And sometimes, yeah, you know, we live in Florida, there's tile floors. It's, you know, sometimes hard, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, so you can give them a good surrounding, but they still need to fall. They still need to learn what it's like to balance and what it's like to take steps and mm-hmm. not to walk into the, you know, not to be doing that right in front of the corner of the coffee table. You know, they learn those <laughs> yes. things if we're constantly redirecting them for them they they don't learn it as well, you know, mm-hmm. and I believe God does that with us. He mm-hmm. lets us, you know, as long as we're learning from those and reassessing and asking, okay, what am I, what should I learn? So I don't have to go through that again. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to have to keep retaking that class over and over right. again. I want to graduate right. and take the next class. Mm-hmm.
0: I think about, yeah. And I I think about the story of Um, like Joseph going from, you know, his dream um, to being the favorite son, to being sold, to being, you know, a slave, then being to go up to being second. And it's like, I mean, he didn't really do that to himself, but it's like, God, those things are still part of the story or multiple people in the Bible. I, I guess that's been really interesting to me is to notice and pay attention to God will always bring them where he needed them to go, even if they did something kind of crazy, like looking at, you know, David's story or Samson, like they do really bad things in the middle, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that God still isn't going to use them. It doesn't mean they don't learn. It doesn't mean that it God will still make it good. And so I think like you're saying, as you're going through your journey, trying to pray, to fast, to ask God what you should do, but you may not have a 100% clear, or you may think it's 100% clear, and you just have to move and then just see what God does.
1: Yeah, so I think one of the things that, you know, I, I all my life have struggled with being a Martha, and, you know, because I am, my name is Martha, and I am by nature a Martha. But as much as Jesus said, you know, Martha, Mary is picked, you know, chosen rightly. But guess what? They still needed to eat. Like, yes, we worship the Lord. Yes, we spend time at his feet. But at the same time, they were still very grateful that Martha was good at cooking mm-hmm. because they needed a meal mm-hmm. they, at some point that you need to be nourished. And, and, you know, especially along the journey. So um, I think that really ties back into even what you were saying about you know, when, when we, as women feel like God has given us, you know, we want to teach cooking classes or we want to do whatever it is. Those are necessary skills for someone to learn and for someone to teach. And we have all of these great ways that people can do that nowadays. And um, so as much as we need to pay attention to what God is teaching in scripture to everybody, he had, I, I embrace the fact that he's still, you know, they still ate the meal that Martha created, right? Like that was still an important part of their day. So it's having priorities, having our priorities, right. And, and realizing that God can use everything that we're doing.
0: Mm -hmm. I've always thought about that too, with Martha. I'm like, but she was doing like what she was supposed to be doing. Like, it's not like it was bad, you know, that she was cooking. Um, So I've always thought about that too. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact,
1: I heard, I had a pastor recently who explained That the way that what the word that talked about Martha being busy is actually the word deaconing. So like to me, that was like this big aha moment because it's like, I want to be a deacon. I want to serve. It's our heart. It's doing it with the right heart. It's going in and saying, okay, I want to serve you in a loving way. And I'm not going to you know, there's a big difference when somebody hosts you and they're very stressed or hosts you and is serving you and loving on you, you know? And so I think that that that's part of the message that I get from that as well. That's true.
0: Yeah. Because, and that's something that we have to be careful about even in doing these businesses, like you said, the, the one business that you started, maybe some of your intention there was like feeling like you needed to help God out. Like, it's like, you're trying to do things in a way that, you think they need to be done. And I think a lot of us, it feels so logical to say, where's the money um, doing things for money. You said that you ended up doing a nonprofit versus a business. And I think that's interesting because a lot of times, especially if we're doing something Christian uh, or faith-based, we think that it's bad to have it be a business. Um, did you guys work through that? Like, did, would that ever cross your mind or did you just know it's supposed to be a ministry? Oh no,
1: for a first couple of years, we ran it as a regular business. And then, um, for us, I believe that it was a lesson because we'd been entrepreneurs and we'd sold businesses and things like that. For us, it was a lesson in letting go of ownership. So, you know, as a nonprofit, everything is done differently. So you know, it's sponsor based. It's supporter based. It's the board makes decisions you know, not as an entrepreneur, you know, you get to kind of go on the fly and if something doesn't work, you try something else. Mm -hmm. And so, um, a whole different level of accountability that, um, we really wrestled with. We're like, really, do we have to be a nonprofit? And so for a couple of years, we didn't do that. Cause of course, again, we didn't know where, where we, what we were really headed towards, you Mm -hmm. know, eight and a half years ago, when we started having this conversation, we were the only, um, radio show that we knew of in the country that was five days a week, an hour a day talking about faith and work now because of podcasting, you know, that's expanded. And, um, actually like even mama with a calling that's on our awaken podcast network, Mm -hmm. right? So God told us create a place where all of those podcasts that are talking about faith and their work can be for people to find them. And, um, so, God just said, "Be collaborative. Do this." But, um, but in mm-hmm. that, it doesn't make you know. We we would like to try to just you know, you use a business model, and you um, it's there. There was a whole different level of faith involved with God just saying, "Become a nonprofit, do this that way, and let go of the ownership." You know, uh, our show was never the Jim and Martha show. <laughs> you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's I work for him, and that's because we want everybody to be able to declare, I work for him. And now we've launched, she works for him for, for women, like what you have listening to you, just that we can be able to say who it is that we really are working for. Mm -hmm. Yes. We're yes. We're maybe independent. Yes. uh, You know, in the world's eyes, we're working for ourselves, but who in our heart ultimately are we working for and we're Mm -hmm. working for him.
0: Yeah. And I love that, that you guys have um, the, she works for him now as well. And you know, when you said the Awaken Podcast Network, I thought in the business world it would be like, why would you do that? Why would you pull competitors into this this group? But I think that just shows that it's really about the heart and the service there.
1: Yeah, you know, just God just told us all along to be very collaborative, um, and we we asked, we're like, well, what does that look like? And had we struggled to find anything that was really collaborative. So um, then God just kind of said, show others, show others what it looks like. You figure it out. And we don't have everything figured out. But one thing I know is that too many of us live in silos where we just are, we have our head to the ground and we're just doing what we're doing. And there's nothing wrong with focusing on your business, right? So uh, everybody listening here, if you've got something that God has called you to do, do it, but look up and see who else is doing it. And maybe there's better synergy together, or you can, you know, I always tell people, you know, church as a whole, we see them as kind of competitive, like, well, we don't want to have something in the community because then their our members might go to their church. And, you know, this whole mindset has to shift, right? Because there are enough, enough sinners for every church in America to be filled and there'd still be plenty of room, you know, plenty of sinners to go around. So, cause that's who, that's who we all are. We're just, we're a bunch of sinners in need of of grace. And, um, but I say that to say that we just know that John 17, it talks about unity and how Jesus desires for us as believers to have the same unity that he has with his father. And that is how the world's gonna know that Jesus is the son of God. Mm-hmm. And if that's the litmus test, we're not doing a very good job of showing people that unity in the world. So, mm-hmm. you know, how can we be an example? And so the Awakened podcast is just one way to do that. You know, it, again, it's just saying God's given a lot of people like you, Alexia, you have a, 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 a group of women that are listening to your podcast, because they've been, you're speaking to them specifically about where they're at Mm -hmm. and connecting it to, you know, their, their faith journey. And there's other people doing that in the financial world or in the, you know, in the real estate world or whatever it might be. And it's hard to find them. And so God just said, create this. And, you know, I keep saying God just said, but I mean, it's, he directs things and brings it together and we just, He told us long ago to be collaborative and to not reinvent the wheel. So it's not my job to create a podcast like mama with a calling because God's called you to do that Mm -hmm. and, and lifting it up so the world can know. And so, yeah, Yeah. collaboration is not something the world understands very well because Mm -hmm. they think it's all competition.
0: Right. So I love that. And I also think that the women, they're going to love the awakened podcast because people are always asking me for other podcasts they can listen to. Um, And so I think that's a great resource. I was looking through some of those. There's already some good ones that I love listening to. Yes. Um, Okay. So as we wrap up here, what's one piece of advice that you would give someone that's feeling called to quit their job um, and start an online business, but they're really scared or unsure, they have a lot of doubt?
1: I think that one of the biggest things um, is having godly counsel around you having people that you can talk to about your fears, about your um, your dream, and that will pray with you. They don't necessarily even have to always be for what you're doing, right? Sometimes it's good to have people that really, ch- well, I know it's good to have people that really challenge us and say, Are you sure that now's the right time? Or are you, you know, asking you if you have your ducks in a row or whatever that might be? But having good, godly counsel that you trust will be honest with you. And I think that that is a huge, um, it's like having your own board of directors, you know, or advisory board or whatever you want to call it and say, these are my three people that I'm going to I'm going to have go alongside me that I can call and say, you know, I just what am I doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I love that because okay, two things. One, I think that's really important and I actually just had a podcast coming up that's about this where if you are surrounding yourself with people like it makes sense that if you're surrounding yourself with people that that aren't following God, or who are like all career driven. They're like, what are you doing? And so, you know, finding the people that at least understand what it is God's putting on your heart. So that's really important. But the second part of that, and I just, it's just a personal curiosity um, that I'm sure will help people too. When When you have this council of people and everybody's telling you the opposite of what you really wanted to do, what do you do in those moments?
1: I would say Journal it. And I'm not a good journaler, but document, I'm not saying, you know, you have to write out five pages about it, but document that what you believe God is directing you to do. And then with all of your heart, go for it. And, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen? Mm -hmm. I mean, the worst thing could be that you find down the road, it's not working and that you need to adjust, or you need to change. Um, but if you really believe that God has called you to do something and it aligns with scripture, I mean, that's a huge thing, (laughs) no matter what your business model is, no matter what it is that you, I mean, it has to align with scripture. It has to have integrity. It has to, you know, if you can say those things and know wholeheartedly that that's where God wants you to be, then, um, you, I, I, you just have to be honest with those people and say, I appreciate where you're coming from. Um, but I truly believe God is really wanting me to do this. Um, then keep on praying about it, asking them to keep walking with you, even if they don't agree mm-hmm. and, you know, um, that's a tough place to be, mm-hmm. but, it, but if you, if you truly believe with your whole heart, but I, it has to align with yeah. it has to, you know, not be an unethical thing or, um, anything like that and not neglect your family and, and things like that. Now, we all know that things take time and we have seasons. I don't believe in balance. I believe that God is at the center of all that we do. Um, but there are times when work is more, you know, if you're a CPA, you know, the springtime is always going to be more stressful than any other time of year. And, and your family knows that it goes with the, um, with the business and mm-hmm. there every people that are in you know gift giving kind of businesses, their their holiday is their make or break it, right? Christmas mm-hmm. time um, has to, it is a heavy business time. And mm-hmm. so just being able to accommodate that a little bit, you know and make your family still special in the midst of. All of it and take care of yourself. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of you you probably have a podcast on all of those topics, <laughs> all those things, yeah, separately. No, no. But but keeping God at the center of all of it mm-hmm. and um and and then moving forward in the obedience he's given you. And that's a that's a, a challenging place to be. And for every single one of us, it's gonna look differently.
0: Mm-hmm. And it could be that it's you're right. It could be that God really is telling you that. It could be that you're getting ready to learn a lesson and being stubborn and like, you know, putting down like listening to others because God does work through people. So I think I just wanted to ask that because I know I've I've been there where I'm like, no, I think I know. And then it's like, okay, maybe like that's a that's a journey, though. You don't learn to listen to others until you realize they were right kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That's part of, of the journey. All right well thank you so much for being here um can you tell us more about where people can listen to your podcast where they can learn more about you and connect
1: yes most definitely so everything that we do has a presence on the iworkforhim.com website so i work the number for him.com and there you will find um podcasts for that brand the new she works for him podcast that just launched and we also do i retire for him which is that whole conversation as you're heading to that next phase of life and not putting your life on a shelf, all of that experience that we're gaining. Now, what are we going to do with that when we financially retire? So exactly. I work for him.com. That's where you find the awaken podcast network. We're under the, she works for him, uh, tab. There are over 30 other women's p- podcasts for Christian working women. And, um, then all the social media links and stuff can be found there as well. But I, I would love to engage with anybody and, um, hear more of your stories. And, um, cause I think that's what it's all about. We learn from each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Martha.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the mama with the calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mama slash podcast. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.